When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life, but when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 196 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm me. And this episode is sponsored by Shona Mellis. Thank you, Shona. Thank Thank you. So today we are discussing the second part, two of three, of chapter 38 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. The second war begins. I'm only going to say that one more time. Mm hmm. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to tumble your way through the details before we begin. <laughs> Megan has some more weekly profit news about New York. I do. So apparently in this store in New York that we have been talking about a couple times here, um, they're going to have VR experiences So it will feature two entirely new experiences for Harry Potter fans. The store itself has large props recreated from the movies and totals 21,000 square feet across three floors. And like we've said, is set to open on June 3rd. So both VR experiences are multiplayer minigames and only available from the store. The first is called Chaos at Hogwarts, which will let hopeful witches and wizards step into a magical journey to Hogwarts Castle where magical creatures and secrets await. I think nice. maybe not. There was a VR experience that I did at the celebration of Harry Potter one time, and it was like you were you were like looking at magical creatures. It was pretty cool. I wonder if like that was a precursor to what this is or something, because I maybe I don't know. It was really cool. Yeah, you said it was. I didn't do it because I, I was worried. It would I mean, it was be so weird. Murder, but Meg was, was like, so that cool. it was crazy. I think you're like supposed to be like in Newt's suitcase or something. Yeah, that's right. You were in Newt's uh, suitcase because I saw ooh. the Akami, I think. 
Yeah. You got to yeah. like interact with a creature and I got the alchemy. It was really cool. Um, the second VR experience is called Wizards Take Flight, which prepares guests to fly on brooms and use their wands to battle against Death Eaters, which is pretty awesome. So there are no images or any like further details besides that. But it will be interesting to see how they're implemented. And we don't know what the heads what like what headsets will be used. Um, but I wonder so when we were at the studio tour in London, they do have a section where you basically they like create a video for you of you on a broom. And um it's like you sit in a green screen room and then they like put it around you. So it'll be kind of cool to like actually maybe do something like that, but like have a VR headset on and actually experience it instead of just like seeing it after the fact superimposed Ooh. over you. Nice. That'd be cool. But that was a cool experience. So like this could be even cooler. I mean, that's oh, stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Check it out. If I had kept reading the article. <laughs> it says this is the first official Harry Potter VR experience we can recall although there was a tie-in experience for Fantastic Beasts in the early days mm. of the Google Daydream nice huh. like think of when you saw that and this stuff is like expanding and changing every single day so imagine it like, had it been three know, years ago it's got to be even better now three yeah when sure. we, it was the very last celebration of harry potter at universal so i think it was about three years ago dude i need them to bring that back honest to god we need it back. i need to go soon not to it a was always the best. our own celebration Swish. all right still you baby <laughs> that's all i got for weekly profit so make sure to follow us on spotify by clicking that follow button on our spotify page and share this episode with your friends by clicking the three dots in the corner of the episode page on the app. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Swish Flickcast. If you would like to support TikTok. us on Patreon, yeah. TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> I haven't posted anything in a while, cool. but it's still there. Like who, if, what, whatever the generation younger than us is. Z? Yeah. Yeah, are they the one that use TikTok? <laughs> what? I don't know. What? What happened? <laughs> what is going on? I don't know. Okay, I'm moving on. Um, if you would like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. By supporting our podcast, it keeps us going, and it also gives you access to all of our um, Felix Files episodes, access to our exclusive Discord channel, trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all to our current patrons so much for your support. If you'd like to send mm -hmm. your Potter stories to us or any questions, concerns, etc., you can send them to our email at swishflickcast at gmail.com. Yeesh. That's yep. our email. It yep. is our email. It's a good email. We'll, we'll call it email, email. good mail. Which is clearly yeah. short for good email. They would. <laughs> oh, it's Google Mail. Wow. <laughs> Sarah fell for that. She fell Ooh. for it. I had to like think about it for a second. I was like, why is it called Gmail? Because it's Google Mail. It's a good old Google. Yeah. I don't know what to do for the recap. Throw it back. Recap. 
Oh, poor cat. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. If you were okay. in Discord, you know we were talking about frogs. <laughs> mm-hmm. More Have specifically, I frogs today. Frog patooties. Frog patooties. All right. So Harry is suddenly the boy who lived again. Instead of whatever slander version of that the prophet was throwing at him for, you know, a year or so, um, Ron and Hermione are in the hospital wing, but doing much better. Umbridge is there, too. She needs to get those twigs out of her hair. McGee comes back. She's good as new. And Harry tries to visit Hagrid, but he's having a hard time deciding if he wants to be around other people or not. He's just sad about Sirius. Hmm. Seriously sad. Let me tell you, I finished my notes for the rest of this book, and I may or may not have shed several tears. Because mm-hmm. it's just like I just feel bad for him. Yeah. yeah. Like he just is going through a lot and it's sad. So um now Ron and Hermione are finally out of the hospital link. So is Umbridge and she's left Hogwarts. It's the final feast of the year. Harry doesn't go. He seeks out Sir Nicholas for some answers to questions he has. But unfortunately, they aren't what he wants to hear. It's true. Oh, Harry. <sighs> Sir well, Nicholas just... de Mimsy Porpington. Porpington. You know what kind of irks me? Is that he's still called, like, headless, nearly headless Nick. I was like, he said he didn't like being called that. Did he say that in one? That's yeah. true. If you, you know, respect the names. Yeah. I didn't care for that. I'm like, hmm. Hmm. Sir Nicholas, if you don't mind. (laughs) So Harry is thinking about how a few days ago, before his exams and before the fake vision was planted in his mind by Voldemort, that he would have given anything to have the wizarding world believing him and knowing that he's been telling the truth this whole time. But now... Maybe he didn't care so much because Sirius is gone. And that's the only thing that really matters to him at this point. I feel so bad because like he doesn't even care. He cares, but he doesn't care. You know what I mean? I think yeah. he might have realized that there was more important things to worry about. Absolutely. And the loss of Sirius is still so raw and real that it's hard for him to even, like, muster up any kind of sense of fear that Voldemort is back. So he's, like, not even afraid. Yeah. He's had a lot of time to come to terms with the fact that Voldemort's back, though, you know? Because he's believed it and seen it and known it for a whole year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, he just found out that he has to be the one to kill him. You know, when you... And he even thinks about this. You know when you say things out loud and it actually brings them to, like, fruition, like, real life? You know what I mean? Like, he even says, like... Like, saying it out loud makes it more real. Yeah, if he has to tell, like... uh, I think he thought it when he was in Dumbledore's office and the portraits were talking. Like, he couldn't... Phineas Nigellus. He couldn't tell him that Sirius was dead because if he said it, then it was, like... It's it's a difficult thing to say. That yeah. someone's dead. I mean, that's not just that. There are other difficult things to say, but... Yeah. And if you've ever had to, like, tell someone... It's... Be the first person to do that, it's it's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Um, So, here's a quote about how Harry's feeling. 
Perhaps the reason he wanted to be alone was because he had felt isolated from everybody since his talk with Dumbledore. An invisible barrier separated him from the rest of the world. He was, he had always been, a marked man. And it wasn't until now that he actually understood what that meant. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you go from like, you know, year one where... Yeah, you've had this scar your whole life, and he actually it's described as that being his favorite thing on him for a long time. And then, like, yeah, and then you find out, oh, well, it's just a mark from a dark wizard. And then, oh, he kind of, it's kind of spun as, like, it's kind of like a representation of, like, your mother's love for you. Like, she saved you. And, like, now it's, like, I don't know. I I don't know if he can... I don't know if I would want to like see it when I looked in the mirror, you know, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just because of what it would like bring up and like what I would need to do. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So it was sunny on the grounds. People were all around him. They're laughing and he felt so distant from them. And I kind of think that I can like relate this to like real life. If you have like something traumatic going on or, you know, like the death of someone and you're feeling all these things and you're going through all these things and the world just keeps on spinning. Right. And it's like, how in the world can anybody be laughing or smiling or feel anything except for like the feelings that I'm feeling? And it's just like, I, I understand Harry in this moment. It's like, Cause I've been there and you're like, I can't believe other people are fine. I had that. I have a situation like that. And then I had a friend that I'm no longer their friend that got mad at me. And they're like, why, why are you? Cause normally like, I'm a pretty like joke around. I laugh a lot, whatever. And it was like, right after um, this happened, it was my freshman year of college. Right. And I got in a massive fight with this girl because she was like mad that I was like sulking. I'm like, I'm sorry. This person I just like suddenly died and she was like, not not a supportive person, and not like, not an empathetic okay. person. Yeah, no, that was like basically the end of our friendship because I was like, I, well, I can't always, I cannot always be on. Yeah. I cannot always be the laughing, smiling. No, you can't always be on. You're right, um, and it's unfair to expect that from anybody, from yes. anybody. And yeah, especially if something like you, it's not the correct way to respond no. to someone that's hurting. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. sometimes you're just not you're sometimes you're just off and it's okay yeah, and, just have okay. Truth. yeah. and yeah. you don't even have to have an excuse like dealing with Correct. a loss or something you can just be off a proper response would be hey would you like me to leave you alone or do you Are need you someone okay? to talk to do you need someone mm. to just sit with you what do you need yeah sometimes yeah. sometimes i you know in those moments like i just need to be alone sometimes i don't want to mm-hmm. be anywhere away from like marty for example like gotta have you right here and then you know just depends there's this one scene in the five-year engagement which is a movie i find really funny where they get in a massive fight and he wants to be alone so she goes to leave he goes well no like where are you going and she's like, well, you said you wanted to be alone. He goes, I do, but I don't want you to leave. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to be alone, but like with her next to him. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't talk to me, but just, just sit there. <laughs> yeah. I get that. I get that. I texted you the other day and I'm not, I'm not going any, going through anything. Thank uh, the Lord at this time. Knock on wood. But I texted Sarah and I was like, man, it's just nice to be alone sometimes. Like, it's yeah. just nice to be by yourself. Yeah. 
but I don't yeah. want it too often. <laughs> so Harry, um, he's, he sat for a long time and he's just staring out at the water on the lake and he's trying not to think about Sirius. And even as he's trying that, he thought about the time when just on the opposite bank, Sirius had collapsed trying to fend off hundreds of Dementors. And I forgot that the number was that high. That's a lot of Dementors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hundreds. Well, they're all working for Baldy Pants now. Hey, new job. New me. <laughs> new year, new me. You get to get a raise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, quote, the sun had fallen before he realized that he was cold. He got up and returned to the castle. I'm going to cry. Wiping his face on his sleeve as he went. Mm. Harry right. doesn't cry. Right. Harry screams and gets mad and wants to be by himself. But I, is this the only instance where he's cried? I think to this point, know. at least. No, I don't. I don't he know. cried in three when he heard his parents' voices. Oh, you're cry, right. Cried after Cedric. He all he did. Really he just like woke up after Cedric. He woke up and had like tears on his face and he like bent down and tied his shoelace and like wiped his face on his jeans real quick. Okay. But like so not like times. this. But he doesn't yeah, he Katie coming in clutch remembering specifically well, what he front did. three. It involved your, it your involved three is a my lesson seven. with Remus, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not judging you. He does. He cries in seven at his parents' graves and Hermione does him a, a solid by like not acknowledging it at all. Yeah. Yeah, so three times in the series, are we saying? Magical. <laughs> Put your feelings up more than that. It's okay to cry. Uh, indeed it is. from someone that cries almost every day. Not every day, but... I just, I read things, I start crying. Oh, I watch things, different. I start crying. I thought you I'm were not just like, like... Are you, like, looking at yourself in the mirror going, cry? No. like, messing your face <laughs> up? <laughs> I cut up onions, I cry. <laughs> Brando. I think he cried when he was a baby. <laughs> Get out, you stinker. All right. So Ron and Hermione finally left the hospital wing. Remember, they were in there. They had to stay. Um, completely cured three days before the end of term. I I have a question. What's your question? Do you think if you're completely cured of something, mm. do you think you'd have a scar? To me, like completely cured would be like no evidence at all. No, in my head, it would be like there could be a scar, but nothing is going to hurt you internally. Okay. Just curious. Because we know that he has scars later on in the next book. Right. Right. From his the thoughts. I wonder if Hermione ever had a scar of any kind on her ribs. I don't know. Internet stories will say that she does. Not all of them. Oh, but they some do. That, like, bring it Internet out. stories? <laughs> I do not envision her having a physical scar from this. I feel like everything yeah. was internal, but that's just my yeah. own headcanon. Yeah, well, you can write your own internet story. I could yeah. if I wanted. I think they have, not on this specific Hermione topic, had but. no scar. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Marietta's remained. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Hermi- I wonder, like, how long Ron's scars, do you think they lasted, like, the rest of his life? Um, like think about like how cool like their kids. I don't you know, think like, I don't think forget what their parents do. Do they bring so, it like, up? He's like, yeah, that's for me fighting a battle when he with brains. Splinched. What did you ever do? You just went to preschool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's something he would say to his kid, but like jokingly, you know. You're okay. No, yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> 
Um, Hermione still showed some signs of wanting to talk about Sirius with Harry, but Ron hushed her every time she mentioned his name. I have to say one more thing about Ron and his brain thoughts. Because, you, you know, that's that rhyming thing. It's like sticks and stones. They break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I could like envision Hermione saying that. And Ron's like, what about me? They hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody talks about thoughts. <laughs> if you think about it, though, that is what we're talking about. We're thinking thoughts and then we're speaking them out loud. So we're constantly talking about thoughts. Right. We're just not acknowledging that they're thoughts. Right. Brains are great. That's deep. (laughs) Okay. So Harry's actually confused about whether he wants to talk about Sirius at all or not. And it just kind of depended on what kind of mood he was in, which I feel like that's completely relatable. But he did know one thing for sure. Unhappy as he felt at the moment, he knew that when he was back at Privet Drive, he was going to miss Hogwarts so much. Quote, even though he now understood exactly why he had to return there every summer, he did not feel any better about it. And he's dreading it more than ever. But I think that um, this shows a maturity in Harry at this point of time. So rereading six, which I just recently did. Harry almost seems like a different kid slash coming into being a young adult. He knows his mission, right? And he's ready to face it and work toward defeating Voldemort. Um, So going back to thinking about discussions we've had about Dumbledore. So who's to say that if he was told a year ago or maybe more than a year ago, if he would have actually been ready to accept his fate like he is now? You know, because yeah. he, he he doesn't feel better about it, but he knows why, which is kind of like, a, I don't know, it's just it's, just, it's nice to know reasoning. Um, I was just going to talk about him dreading going back. I'm thinking of how his summer was last year where he's in a similar position where like someone obviously he cared about Syria significantly more than Cedric, not to downplay that he did. Mm-hmm. like care about Cedric because that death affected him deeply. Um, yeah. Is that he's like in a similar situation where now everyone else knows that Voldemort is back. He just suffered a significant loss, but last summer he, he it was just him alone. So I think that's part of him being like, am I going to have to go through this? Like I had last summer. Um, and luckily that's not the case. No, he's not there very long. Yeah. He's not there very long this time. And Dumbledore gets him himself, which is, nice <laughs> yeah no that's the true. end the end of this chapter i was no, that like is true. getting all choked up i'm like where i'm just trying to think I'm like getting yeah the end of this chapter is he does emotional get. yeah so let's talk about umbridge i'm gonna read a lot from this because it's one of the finer moments in the series <laughs> so Umbridge left Hogwarts the day before term ended and she had crept out of the hospital wing during dinner time, hoping to be undetected by anyone and everyone at Hogwarts. But alas, peeves. And I said, this is one of the better peeves moments. I don't like it. I just think that's really cruel to do. And I don't like Umbridge, but I don't know. It does, stuff like this doesn't sit well with me, regardless how terrible the person is. That's fine. Well, <laughs> Tiffany's like, that's fine. I like it. <laughs> well, if you have a differing opinion, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not going to. No, I'm yeah, not gonna, I get it. I'm I, not going to argue about it. 
I like I think it's funny too, so you Good. would snake. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have to be what you expect of me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Quote, she met Peeves on the way, who seized his last chance to do as Fred instructed and chased her gleefully from the premises, whacking her alternately with a walking stick and a sock full of chalk. Many students ran out into... There's a sock again that comes up in the series a ton. Uh, Many students ran out into the entrance hall to watch her running away down the path, and the heads of house tried only half-heartedly to restrain their pupils. Indeed, Professor McGonagall sank back into her chair at the staff table after a few feeble um, remonstrances. How do I say this? Remonstrances? Remonstrances, yes. And was clearly hurt to express a regret that she could not run cheering after Umbridge herself because Peeves had borrowed her walking stick. <laughs> For some reason in my head, it was... I thought he it threw was, chalk. <laughs> I was picturing um, erasers, so like, you know, chalk erasers like smacking her in the back and like much less uh, injury worthy. <laughs> yeah. when I, I think she, when I got to this, I didn't remember... There's nothing in the fifth movie, is there? With him throwing chalk? No. He isn't in it. He's not in it, yeah. Yeah, they're right. So, But nobody threw chalk. I think he just runs out. I wonder if I made that up in my head when I was reading even, this. You oh, don't even see her again see after her, actually, she gets yeah, chased yeah, yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. You don't see her again until seven. Interesting. So their e- laughed. last evening at school was here, and most people were all... People were all finishing packing and heading down to the feast, but Harry had not even started packing. <laughs> Sounds, Sounds like Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's like, oh, I leave in a half hour. Maybe I should start packing. <laughs> a couple pairs of but underwear. Usually I do laundry beforehand before I go on a trip. But I usually but see, pack like hours Ron before. is me because Ron's like, just do it tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about last minute. I'm somewhere in the middle. I, I almost said I had a grandma. My grandmother. <laughs> I was going to say, I had a grandmother that would pack like a week before. I My grandmother would pack like a couple of weeks. Like if she knew she wanted to wear an outfit, she'd wash it and put her in a suitcase and it would sit there for like two or three weeks before. Like I was like, oh, no, no. That's I'm like, too what, early. You wear it in the meantime. Exactly. She's like, That's no. too early. I would maybe do a couple days if I knew mm-hmm. there was something I wanted, but see, I can pack uh, Lady Supreme like a week in advance. Yeah, but that's totally different. Okay, just saying. I was just putting out information. I can pack maybe the day before. <laughs> <laughs> so much stuff Guarantee is last minute. So much stuff is like chargers minute. and yeah toiletries and all that crap yeah um all right so ron says just do it tomorrow and he's waiting by the door because he is i mean we know ron he's ready to leave for the feast dude wants to eat should have been a puff (laughs) uh so harry just tells him to go ahead and that he won't be long you know like a liar um (laughs) Because Harry does not speed up his packing in any way, shape, or form. And he does not even want to attend the feast because he's worried that Dumbledore is going to make some mention of him in his speech. And he just 
doesn't want to be there for that. He doesn't want to hear anything about Voldemort. He doesn't want to hear anything about Sirius. He doesn't want to hear anything about himself, which I get. I yeah. totally get. Um, well, all, all eyes are always on him anyway. So then to like specifically be talking about this thing yeah. that everyone was hating on him for for a year. It's almost like he wanted them to believe him so much and now it's like it's kind of like he's reflecting on the fact that like it took this to get you to believe me i had to lose someone so close to me in order to get all of this attention to get all of you to believe me and then it's like i just imagine it being incredibly hurtful Mm -hmm. even though people are finally believing him in his mind he's just like Wow, I sure did have to lose a lot to gain all of this, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, you couldn't believe me when I just said it. You had to have all of these things happen. Yeah. Because like, you really didn't. You Like, if I just said something else, you probably wouldn't believe me anyways. Right. Mm. Um. So Harry is completely emptying his trunk, and he sees a badly wrapped package. And this is the badly <sighs> wrapped package oh. that we just wish that he would have remembered about because it, it would have changed so, so much. much i like yeah. w- forgot about this for the 18th time i was reading again and i was like no ah, i know it hurts yeah <laughs> because you know sirius had that up there with him with buckbeak uh, you know he had it on him <laughs> at, all, at all, times. all the time yeah so he realizes that it is the gift from Sirius that Sirius had given him just inside the front door of Grimald Place. And he unwraps it and out fell a small square mirror. It was old and dirty. And when Harry picked it up, when Harry held it up to his face, he only saw his own reflection. Uh, there was a note on the back that says in Sirius's writing, This is a two-way mirror. I've got the other one. If you need to speak to me, just say my name into it. You'll appear in my mirror, and I'll be able to talk in yours. James and I used to use them when we were in separate detentions. Um, that's really... There's not really, like, a whole bunch about this mirror, um... Besides the fact that we know that it allows two people to communicate with each other while in different locations... And we will see this mirror return mm-hmm. um, in Deathly Hollows because that is how Harry Aberforth. and Aberforth, yeah, how ha- Aberforth sees Harry and sends Dobby to help. Yeah. Um, at Malfoy Manor. So, like, in a way, Sirius helps save all of them. True. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, like this still does come into I mean this yeah, this little mirror still like plays such a huge role. And it's lucky that Harry keeps things that are broken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we know that he puts this in the mokeskin pouch that is given to him from Hagrid for his seventeenth birthday, I think. Um and that is how he takes it with him on the search for Voldemort's Horcruxes. Like, how sad that he had that in his trunk. Like, just, there was so much going on. And so much on Well, had he actually opened it and knew what it was before it would have been used, but there's no way that he ever would have been like, oh, that present from Sirius, I should dig that out. It's just sad (laughs) he didn't know what it is, you know? Yeah, it's sad he didn't open it. 
It's just sad. Um, but honestly, I think what is sadder is his reaction to this mirror because it just shows his desperation, I think, for communication with Sirius, just like or closure, something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So immediately, as soon as he sees this mirror, he thinks of the mirror of Erised. And he was so sure he was going to be able to talk to Sirius. So he looked back at the mirror and said, Sirius, and he held the mirror closer and excitement was just flooding through him. Sirius Black, he says again, nothing. And he then realizes Sirius must not have had this mirror on him when he went through the veil. I don't know if that's true. No. Uh, No. Because Aberforth has Sirius's mirror, right? Doesn't Dumbledore give it to him? Yeah. Yeah, Dumbledore knows. Um, which I mean, so say theoretically he did have that mirror on him and he went through the veil. Do you think that there would have been any communication no. possible? No, Mm-mm. I don't think no, so. I don't think so. Because like that's a physical thing, right? You know? Yeah. 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 And I don't think that. I mean, he didn't come back as a ghost. He was just on, right? He went on is what Nick yeah. tells him he would have yeah. gone on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think if he would have gone on, he can't interact. Yeah, I don't think you can take like, physical. possessions, you know? Yeah, it's not like Peeves. It's not like a ghost being around. Yeah. Um, okay, so Katie in the chat says, this is the part where I finally accepted Sirius's death when I read it the first time. Hmm. When did you guys accept his death at any point reading right the away. end of five? Right away. Um, oh, when, when did, did this book not. come out? When Lupin said it, I believed it. When when did this book come out? Um, uh, I don't know. I guess I could take to the internet highway. In like 2000 and... What, 94? Why would you not type all of that? I think I just remember being Wait, really confused. No. Like, like I felt just like, you know, the author intends. I feel just like Harry does, except I do remember, like, I did not think he was going to be a ghost somewhere. Like that part was always sad. Oh, so I was one year off. So um, since 2003, yeah. that's what? Um, eight, eight. Is that 18 years? Oh, my yeah. God. <gasps> uh, I don't do so it's been 18 years and I still don't believe I don't do it. offensive. I math. still believe Sirius could come back. I did not accept that he died reading no. this you, book because I feel like that's that's pretty on character for you. Well, I also didn't accept Dumbledore's death. Yeah. Like straight up. I I was all about the conspiracy theories with Sirius and Volt and my God. No I'm mixing up Dumbledore and Voldemort again. Don't do it. Dumbledore. So I remember at the end of five reading this part and being like No, he'll come back next book. Yeah, I was just like, Oh, he just fell through a veil. Like, what does that even mean? Like, we don't what even know what this is. This out. is like so different. We would have seen his body. I like came up with all these things. And then the whole thing with like Dumbledore, I remember saying 
Avada Kedavra isn't supposed to blast you backwards and it blasts him off the tower. It doesn't make any sense. Snape hit him with something else. Snape is a good guy and he covered it up somehow. And I like had all of these. Yeah. I I was not. I, I was fully falling for the author every single step of the way. Everything that she told me, I said, yeah, that's that's how it is. Straightforward, right? So when everybody was saying like, oh, no, Snape is good. Like Dumbledore was asking him to kill him. Like this was all speculation before seven came out. I remember this conversation. It was at Apple Valley Lake and we were on the (laughs) beach. And I remember telling everyone, no. (laughs) And then I was wrong. So wait, what year? It came out in 2003, the book. Yeah. I was just like. It came out in 2005. I was What's just the- so into the um, message boards at this point, like the See, MuggleNet I, chat rooms, the MuggleNet message boards. Oh, my God. I was obsessed, obsessed. I wasn't. I was playing Neopets and that was it. I was playing I Pokemon. I'll never forget yeah. the night. So like the the day technically that Deathly Hallows came out, like and I got it at midnight that morning. My mom was drove me to work. Um, and it was like four o'clock in the morning. And the first thing she asked me, she does not read the books or nothing, but she like even knew about the whole Snape debate thing. She thinks, so is he a good guy or is he a bad guy? (laughs) Well, he names his son after him. So he must be a good guy. Oh my gosh. Um, there was three years between Goblet of Fire and Order of the Phoenix. Can you... Uh, no well don't talk to game of thrones uh, people because they will they will shut you down down, i don't care about game of thrones i've decided so (laughs) well like what sucks though is like now i'm now hopefully won't have to wait that long but like there's book series that i've started and they're not finished and i'm like i hate this which one's not finished there's like three or four series i'm reading Tiffany's that like finished. is it the, a quarter of thorns, thorns and roses allegedly isn't finished she's like doing more books <laughs> really um okay the It'd blood be- and ash i hope isn't because the last book that just came out ended on a major cliffhanger um it would just be nice to like look forward to something like that um, again you know the dove one serpent and dove the third one's coming out this summer uh, children of blood and bone. Corn. The third one has not come out for that. Okay, so you're going through something right now. Okay, it's just it's like <laughs> aggravating, but also like I want them to like do what you got to do. Right, it's a good time. Whatever. Enjoy it. Enjoy. The book so, series I'm currently reading is finished, so that's all good. Nice. So yeah, I, I basically what. This whole conversation rounds out to is I personally didn't believe he was dead. Oh, okay. That's what we were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So Sirius does not appear in the mirror. Harry then decides that he didn't have his mirror on him clearly when he went through the veil and disappointment burns. I can feel this. Like, I can feel what she's writing here, you know? Disappointment burned in his throat, and he threw the mirror in the trunk, shattering it. I just understood what that feeling is, and it made me like, Yeah, it's like that, like, tightness, and then, like, ugh. Like, you just want to, like, cry your eyes out, but you're trying to. You also want to, like, scream, and you (sighs) also just want to, like, yeah. Yeah. Throw some punches. (laughs) 
I'm not laughing at that. Break some mirrors. I threw it on the ground. Break some mirrors. <laughs> Uh, so after the mirror shatters, he then just like throws things on top of the shattered mirror and then an idea strikes. And this is Harry being desperate. He sprints through the dorm, down the spiral staircase, hitting the walls as he ran, barely even noticing, and runs out of the fat lady's portrait, who tells him he's going to cut it close for the feast, but he has no intention of going. Nope. Not at all. All I have to say is honestly I don't blame him because I think that no. I would have done the same thing. I think so too for me. I mean, this is Harry's aside I mean his parents, yes, that's a huge loss. But he never he never knew them. And then finally he gets to see or have a relationship with Sirius, who I think he sees like a long future with after this war is over and for all sure. that and any possible desperate question or inkling of talking to him or like Meg said closure or seeing him again or whatever he's gonna go after yeah which is just really sad um so as Meg said he's not going to the feast um he wants to find a ghost to talk to and he's looking for a while and he thinks to himself like in a place full of ghosts, of course, now that I want to find a ghost, none of them are showing up. <laughs> um, but he does finally finally find Nick, who's also running late for the feast. So Harry's like, hey, hey, can I ask what's you something? He doing? Yeah, what's Nick what, doing? Why is Nick late? Let's guess. What has Nick got going on what's, in this ghostly that's little life? Around question. What's Nick, what's, what's Nick, Nick doing? doing right now? What's Nick doing? What's he doing? Mm. Nick stuff. What's that? <laughs> he's watching a Nickelodeon. Nick Hunt. Nickelodeon. Um. <laughs> maybe he's lamenting about his sad fate, mm. or maybe he's honestly expecting Harry because he even says he's like, "I knew you were going to come. I knew Aww. you were going to come." Oh, and this is his last night to to have that opportunity. That makes sense. You're welcome. It does make the sense. The claw on me. <laughs> Every idea? time you say the claw, all I can think of is um, the, the claw, claw that. Sorcery. No, the claw uh. that Sam Neil pulls out from the Velociraptor in Jurassic Park, and he goes to that kid, and he's mm. like, "He slits you here." I don't. Uh, I don't watch that film. It scares me. <sighs> I think that he was just. <laughs> I'm gonna hold meandering around trying to figure out a way to detach his head. Mm. He I think he was checking is. on the moldiness fat like of his foods that he likes to kind of walk through. Like he's just checking right. are they moldy enough yet? <laughs> <laughs> Who keeps it? Do you think like they've got a special section of the kitchen for like their own feasts? Probably. I doubt they walk through food every day. Mm. Can you imagine just watching? the feast decay that's, so they could eat it freaking mm-hmm. torture <laughs> that's what i was gonna say <laughs> oh you mean for them <laughs> no, you watching right? anyone just eat and i can't that's sad can you imagine yeah. having to watch ron eat those chicken legs we do Dude. we watch the film no i Double mean fisting. as nearly headless nick like watching it every year <laughs> <laughs> when he's studying Cram here's it. Ron again ha. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I like at the feast when he, at the Halloween feast when he throws down stuff and his hands are just like, what is he eating? Mashed potatoes or He's something? Like, what is on his hand? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Harry asks Nick if he can ask him something, and Nick is described as getting a very peculiar look on his face. And he kind of tries to buy himself some time by, like, adjusting his head. And um, he tries to avoid any kind of question. He's like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave for the feast. Like, does it have to be now? And Harry says, no, now, please. And Nick finally says, well, I can't pretend I haven't been expecting it. And Harry's like, well, what do you mean? And Nick says, for you to come and find me, it happens sometimes when someone has suffered a loss. Which has to be kind of hard. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's well, never really like a right thing you can say, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, to be someone who is a ghost, yeah, people are going to come and ask you questions, but like, yeah. it's sad. You can tell that Nick is not, um, he doesn't, not that he doesn't want to have this conversation, but he doesn't. And he's willing to because he knows Harry and everything, but like, he's still. Like, he's upset to have to tell him what he doesn't want to tell him. Yeah, delivering that bad news like we talked about earlier. Do you think that Nick regrets? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Becoming a ghost. It's just the way that he speaks about it. It's Mm -hmm. like, I feel like he thinks that he made the wrong choice. And I I wonder why he ultimately came to that decision. He's afraid of death. He says it. Yeah, but. And it's not really a decision you can just go back on. So look at Voldemort. He was also afraid of dying. He's a whole different kind of thing. Correct. Literally. And he's by himself in that. I don't think anybody else in the wizarding world is in that predicament. Yeah. What if in a last ditch effort, Voldemort did make himself a ghost and he's just floating around the forest of Dean or no, the forest of what is it? Not Dean. Where did he hide out? No, where did he hide out? Albania. Albania, not a forest. I don't know. And he's just going to come back for Harry Potter 8. Harry Potter 8. Maybe. First of all. (laughs) But, like, do you think that there wasn't enough soul left in him to actually become a ghost? Yes. I also think that there is. The way that they talk about it, it's more than just choosing to stay. Yes. What what else do you think it is? I'm going to read an article about it, so we'll talk about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I'm cool with that. So now that he had Nick, he suddenly finds it, like, awkward to talk about this. Because, one, he has to be like, well, you're dead, but you're still <laughs> here. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't um, know if you know this, but, but you're, you're dead. You're actually not among the living. It's not but like you are among the living. <laughs> it's not like we're with Myrtle where she like wants to talk all things death all the time and like oh, tell Myrtle. you how it happened and how she feels and oh, um, Myrtle. Myrtle is great in Cursed Child. Just yes. a sidebar. Yes. Like amazing. So Harry's like, You're dead, you're still here. You died, but I'm talking to you. Like you can walk around Hogwarts. <laughs> He's and like Nick's talking like, himself through it. Right. And Nick's like, Yeah. I can walk and talk. So. Yeah. <laughs> and like, Harry, why do they show them floating? That's true. Do you ah. think they they float faster than they walk? So like, they, it's why they float around. Mm, probably. 
Can you walk through a wall or do you have to float through a wall? I bet you could do that. They either. punch their way through, Katie. <laughs> like the Hulk man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry's questions are coming like more urgently um, as he's trying to explain his way through getting to what he wants to ask, but like not be offensive. Um, so he's like, well, if you came back, that means that other people can come back, right? Like as ghosts, they don't have to disappear completely. And that right there is super sad because in his heart, Sirius is just gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Nick hesitates yeah. and he definitely is avoiding giving any sort of proper answer. And he says, not everyone can come back as a ghost. And Harry like kind of panics. He's like, what do you mean? And he says only wizards can come back. And Harry, he feels like laughing because he's relieved. And he's like, well, the person I'm talking about is a wizard. So like he can come back. Right. And I tried looking up stuff. I'm sure Sarah found things and much more of her section has. I just looked up the one article from the wizarding world about ghosts. Okay. I tried looking up because what Sarah's going to go through is like really interesting. And I wish that we had more information even like a little bit i was like kind of surprised that none of this was like brought up where i was looking but maybe i just didn't find it i don't know but i think that's that's kind of like when you talk about death and dying like you don't you can speculate till the cows come home Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um on what what happens but no one nobody knows um and i think that's part of the thing that's scary about it and like the thing that's you know when you have someone die you don't you don't know like they depending on what you believe you might see them again you might not you know that's like the whole there's all a mystery behind it so like even her just writing what she wrote this is just you know what she's writing in the book like we don't know we don't know so nick is visibly sad telling harry that he says he won't come back and harry's like who because he hasn't mentioned Sirius um and Harry doesn't really understand because Nick came back and he is dead and he didn't disappear and quoting from the book it says wizards can leave an imprint of themselves upon the earth to walk palely palely where their living selves once trod said Nick miserably I'm chuckling because he said trod because he's you know old (laughs) but very few (laughs) wizards choose that path are you laughing at me that I call them old? So, so, speak of the olden days. Basically. Trod. So, like, Harry doesn't really care what Nick just said because he's sure that Sirius would come back and is going to come back. He even, like, looks around behind him because he's kind of expecting to see Sirius's ghost, like, literally behind him and, like, smiling at, at Harry. But uh, he doesn't. And so, more quoting from the book. He will not come back, repeated Nick quietly. He will have gone on. What do you mean, gone on, said Harry quickly. Gone on where? Listen, what happens when you die anyways? Where do you go? Why doesn't everyone come back? Why isn't this place full of ghosts? Why? I cannot answer, said Nick. You're dead, aren't you? Asked, said Harry exasperately. I don't think I said that word right. Who can answer better than you? I was afraid of death, said Nick. I chose to remain behind. I sometimes wonder whether I ought not to have... Well, that is neither here nor there. In fact, I am neither here nor there. He gave a sad, small, a small, sad chuckle. I know nothing of the secrets of death, Harry, for I choose my feeble imitation of life. Oh, hold on. 
for I chose my feeble imitation of life instead. I believe learned wizards studied the matter in the Department of Mysteries. Um, so he even goes to say, like, he doesn't know what happens because, yes, he is dead, but he didn't choose to move on to whatever that is. Actual death? Um, like, he's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and depending on... You know, there are some people that believe in heaven. There's some people that just believe that, like, it's an afterlife. Um, you know, it, it just depends on some people don't believe anything happens. You just are no longer there. Right. Um, it just depends on what you believe. And I, I, I think that's the one mystery, you know, that you you don't know. Um, and that, that can be, one, t- scary. Or it could just be, you know... Um, I'm trying to think of like what the right word I'm looking for is. It could be, you know, the next great adventure. You don't, you, you, you don't know. So according to this article that was originally published on Pottermore on August 10th, 2015 by the author. uh, Yes. It says in the world of Harry Potter, a ghost is the transparent three dimensional imprint of a deceased witch or wizard, which continues to exist in the mortal world. Muggles cannot come back as ghosts and the wisest witches and wizards choose not to. It is those with unfinished business. That's like in quotes, whether in the form of fear, guilt, regrets, or overt attachment to the material world who refuse to move on to the next dimension. Having chosen a feeble, what is that word? Simulacrum? Simulacrum of mortal life. Ghosts are limited in what they can experience. No physical pleasure remains to them, and their knowledge and outlook remains at the level it had attained during life. So that old resentments, for instance, at having an incompletely severed head or neck, continue to rankle after several centuries. For this reason, ghosts tend to be poor company on the whole. They are especially disappointing on the one subject that fascinates most people. Ghosts cannot return a very sensible answer on what it is like to die because they have chosen an impoverished version of life instead. Ghosts can pass through solid objects without causing damage to themselves or the material, but create disturbances in water, air, and fire. The temperature drops in the immediate vicinity of a ghost and effect intensified if many congregate in the same place, their appearance can also turn flames blue. Should part or all of a ghost pass through a living creature, the latter will experience a freezing sensation as though they have been plunged into ice cold water. Witches and wizards are much more susceptible to what muggles call paranormal activity and will see and hear ghosts plainly where a muggle might only feel that a haunted place is cold or creepy. Muggles who insist that they see ghosts in perfect focus are either A, lying, or B, wizards showing off, and are in flagrant breach of the International Statute of Secrecy. Um, so it doesn't really go into, and I mean, I'm not shocked, um, of, of what it means to have an imprint. Um, I think that maybe, like in the instance of the Bloody Baron, I think what he mm. did was so heinous that, like, yeah, you have some repenting. Like, you know, yeah. you, you hear the story of... Um, Jacob Marley. Yes, uh, where he was terrible. And so he that was his penance that chains. he had to, like, chain in chains. He had to roam the world, right? Yeah. Um, and then if Scrooge didn't fix his ways, he was going to go that way, too. Yeah. Um, so I think there's that part. Or, you know, like... Nearly headless Nick was so afraid of what happened after life. Like he, he, he was so afraid to die 
that he chose to stay, but I don't know what that that exactly means. Right. Why do you think the gray lady stayed? Well, because like I think that maybe she you was feel like she had to repent too. I mean, she betrayed her mom, didn't she? Yeah. She, yeah, she probably took, she took the diadem from her mom. She stole it. Maybe she just felt so guilty about what happened. And ran away. Didn't even see her mom before she died, right? Yeah. Yeah, her mom. And they was... said, I think they said like basically her mom died of a broken heart kind of situation. Oh. Here, um, I want to know how to say this word because it's driving me a little crazy. What word? It's simulacrum. Simulacrum. And it's an image or representation of someone or something. So like a representation of their life. Sorry, I needed to know. Uh, so the conversation was going as follows. You know, he, was, he brought up the Department of Mysteries because we do learn that they were. That's I, I'm assuming that's just part of what they were trying to discover it with the whole I hate calling it the death chamber, um, but like figuring out essentially what happens when you die. And I think people in real life like study this because they don't they don't know. Um, and Harry does not want to talk about that place at all. He like, he's like, no, we're not doing it. Don't mention it. Um, and Nick really genuinely is sorry that he couldn't be more helpful. Um, and there's nothing more that he can do. So he leaves to go to the feast. So that kind of leaves Harry left alone in the room. And uh, reading from the book, it says Harry felt almost as though he had lost his godfather all over again in losing hope that he might be able to see or speak to him once more. He walked slowly and miserably back up through the empty castle, wondering whether he would ever feel cheerful again. Um, man, like it's just, it's just sad. And he's going through it. Like it, it does get easier, but not right away. And it could be months. It could be years. Um, it's just sad, you know? So he's nearing the portrait of the fat lady. I also don't care for her name. Um, when he sees someone, what's her actual name? Like someone find that out. Who's I don't know if we lady. know. Like, I don't care what, that. The fat, oh, the portrait. Yeah, like, what's her fate? What's her name? Um, so mm-hmm. he sees that someone's putting like a note on the notice board. Um, that's like on the wall. And it turns out that it's Luna. Uh, and I really don't care for this. Not Harry, but like what people are doing. To her. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Harry doesn't really have time to hide himself or anything. And she also most likely hurt him. Cause you know, he's not quiet walking down the hallway. So, um, he has to talk to her and he really doesn't want to, but Luna greets him and he asks her why she isn't at the feast, but it turns out that she has lost most of her possessions. Um, and I wrote words in here that I'm not allowed to say. So some not kind human has taken them and hid them. And it doesn't seem like this is like the first time this happens, uh, which is messed up. So obviously this being the last night, she needs her stuff back. Um, yeah. And then he like looks at the note. Yeah. Megan. Do you think that the house elves like gather her things for her? Oh my god! Because Probably. I highly doubt I that it's students her. bringing them back. That's she says they hard. always yeah. come yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah, they that's always what I come was back. thinking yeah. as I was reading it because she's like, they always come back. And I was like, yeah, the house elves probably. Oh, that people are terrible. Like this makes me like almost like be mother protective and like want to go and like, but like how, yell at some kids. How great are these house elves too? Yeah. Well, Luna's a good egg, you know. She really mm-hmm. is. Um. So she needs her stuff back. And like Harry peeks at the note and does indeed have like a list of all the stuff that she's missing. That's including books and clothing. Um, and then 
again, reading from the book, an odd feeling rose in Harry, an emotion quite different from the anger and grief that had filled him since Sirius's death. It was a few moments before he realized that he was feeling sorry for Luna. Um, I just, ugh. she's just so upbeat and she like, doesn't even like let it phase her. At least that's what, like, that's the image she portrays, you know, that just like it happens, but it's going to come back. So like, no big deal. I'm really appreciating mm-hmm. how you can very clearly see how everyone else is like turning to um, enjoy Luna's company now instead of just like mm-hmm. the stereotyped um, taboo version of herself that people created. Like, oh, she's yeah. loony. Oh, she's weird. It's like, sure, she might walk to the beat of her own drum, but that doesn't mean that she's not a cool individual who deserves your respect and acknowledgement. <laughs> yeah. You know? I agree. And I, I like I like that he's able to, you know, <laughs> he feels so alone in this situation. And then he remembers that we're going to talk about in the next episode where she's lost someone, too. So he's mm-hmm. like, oh, like, you you know what it feels like. Um, and like that, I know for me, not even just losing some but like having other things, like when you have someone else that has gone through something similar, it's like you could relate to them. And it even like kind of makes him breathing a little bit better where like he's not alone. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate that about her because like she's just I just like Luna. She's a good egg. Mm-hmm. She's pretty awesome. And that's the end of this uh, section. One more and we're done. With One the book. more. What the ah! heck? It's yeah. the final <laughs> countdown. <laughs> 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 in my eye. And it's not a tear already cried. Is it your finger? No, I think I have an eyelash. <laughs> I did cry in case anybody needs that crossed off their board. I didn't explicitly say it, but I did cry earlier today in this episode whilst we were recording. You did? Mm -hmm. When? You did? Uh, I think when Megan was talking. She always bores me to tears. It was too too good not to say. I don't know. She was talking about something sad. Harry, no, I almost said Harry and serious. It was. What is wrong with me? Yeah, know. when she's talking about the mirror, and I just like, ugh, I just feel bad. <laughs> Losing people sucks. Yes. I once yes, said that does. at a funeral. Well, where's the lie? They were looking at me like, you're strange. I'm like, well, it does suck. It's sad. <laughs> this is how I deal. She was family, it was all right. <laughs> Me saying it, at least, you know. Oh, my. There's no bingo yet. Well, we Let's still see. have the lightning bolt uh, round. And Gio. Fozzie's down here with us. What no, are some things that we left. haven't talked about yet that we usually do? <laughs> Fozzie left. He hmm. booked it. He said, you're all gross and nasty. Yeah, true. Taylor <laughs> Swift. Jeez, <laughs> get out of here. She's giving no, out I bingo listen. spaces for free. <laughs> I listened to Taylor Swift today. That's oh, great. Man. That's Katie's great. never shady. I keep thinking, I think I want to do, speak, genuinely speaking of listening to Taylor Swift, I think I want to do, like, go through each of her albums and pick my top three songs from each album. Has anybody okay. bought anything cool from any Etsy shops lately? Uh, yeah, your birthday <laughs> Oh, I bought more candles <laughs> for Book and Reverie. Candles. Ooh. I don't need them. I literally think I have You guys want me to scream into my microphone? No! (laughs) Two Slytherin saying bingo. Bogus. Take it back. (laughs) Whatever we said. I take it back. I do have to pee. Thank you very much. I'm getting a headache, man. (laughs) 
I love turning people into Swifties. I mean, I listened to Taylor Swift before everybody else did, so <laughs> I didn't too. realize that until I realized what songs were on her very first album. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Picture I, li- I listened to her from yes. the beginning. Teardrops on my guitar. Fun fact: I think that was my ringtone. Carolyn, this and the is one for you. guy that's in the um, my butt hurts. In the music video <laughs> was on One Tree Hill. I think. Tell me if I'm wrong, fans. Who's One, One Tree, Tree Hill? Hill? I've think... never watched One Tree Hill. I probably oh, would really like you it. You would. That's a very much you show. Yeah. I like Two Tree Hill. Where can Mountain. I watch it? Where can I watch that at? Get out. <laughs> what did you say? She likes Two Tree Mountain. I think is what you said. She's so weird. <laughs> All right, let's do <laughs> some. Let's do some lightning bolt questions. I bring it. <sighs> Epic username asks, do you think that the motion of Avada is similar to the lightning bolt and thus why Harry's scar has the shape it has? That's been no. debunked. It has. It has been. been. I think debunked. that it would be. It was originally cool. like when, when it wasn't debunked. I mean, I was like, yeah, right. I think it, I think it, should be <laughs> but also <laughs> like if you had to do that motion imagine like how hard it would be to aim avada kedavra <laughs> right like, do i, I aim like with the jab. top of it you know do i aim with the right is it like it? when i start the motion that's where it's gonna hit or is it where i end the motion that's where it's gonna hit? i bet it's I the bottom i mean if you think about it though that would probably slow someone down so it probably would have been a good thing true who invented that death themselves i don't know venting cloaks the very stones. first wizard merlin because he's an evil slither and that's why merlin. It, it is such a good question don't think it's not it is a good question it's, uh, it's disappointing that it's not the thing yeah yeah <laughs> I, genuinely. I wouldn't have asked it if it wasn't a good question true that um okay next question comes from <laughs> kendra do we think that this is the point where Harry starts to change into a more hardened person who can mm. actually do an unforgivable curse as he does in book seven? I don't know if that, that makes was, him a hardened person. That was, uh, well, I think it was a special circumstance. That was. Because. That was. There's, I think that like by that time there was very few people left that Harry respected, yeah, um, and really like cared about, and that was McGonagall. And like you, it's like if Dumbledore was still alive, he would have done the same thing. Where it's like you mess with her, you do something so disgusting and so disrespectful. Like I'm getting angry that these people did that to her. Like they just oh, have a different oh. kind of relationship. Like the scream when Harry is to like found to be dead. Not really dead. Is McGonagall's? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of think that he does. My opinion is that Harry does start to change into a more hardened person. There's definitely a just... change in him between, like we were literally talking about earlier. Like there's Matures. something that happens that kind of just like pushes his maturity. I mean, yeah. I know what the something is that happens. It's the prophecy, in my opinion. Him hearing that prophecy and knowing what he's going to have to or not do hardens him as an individual, I mean, in gonna my opinion. He's going to have to try. He's going to have to try and, like, kill somebody. Now, whether that's right. your, 
you know, little does he know, one little spell, uh, little disarming spell is gonna, what, you know, like right. whether or not win it all. That's your villain. Like it's still killing somebody. Yeah, you know, that's a hard pill to swallow, so well, to speak. He says it in this chapter. Like he feels set apart from everyone else, and he mm-hmm. is. I mean, like nobody else is the chosen one, right? But I am the chosen. But I am the chosen. Such a good, such a good line. <laughs> I like that scene. Uh, all right. Next question comes from Yancey. With Harry's purgatory shown in Book Seven as King's Cross Station with Dumbledore, what do you mm. think Sirius's purgatory would be? Are we thinking? I'm thinking. It? I'm thinking many inappropriate things. <laughs> Oh, see, okay, so I kind of pictured it being the Potter's house, like Aww. like James's family home, because that was his okay. safe haven. Aww. Just like going to, I mean, I guess I, King's Cross Station, I think, is Harry's just because that is like the start of where his home Hold on. began, you know, I need to I need to understand this more. Purgatory to me is neither here nor there, and that's a place that you stay for quite a while or until things work out. What I thought that King's Cross is is kind of purgatory-ish, but that's the place where you make your decision. Well, yeah. So are we talking about the decision place, or are we talking about somewhere where you're going for an extended period of time before you go actually on? Exactly whatever Harry's was. Okay, so like a decision-making zone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you think everyone gets that? Like, what do you mean a decision-making zone? I don't know. Well, Harry got it. Harry got the choice. Well, Wait, maybe that's where that you decide. Like, two souls. Maybe that's where you decide, like, if you're going to be a ghost, a ghost or, like, what or you're going to yeah. move on to. So, like, say everybody gets that. What would Sirius's be? I guess that's what I was gonna say, I don't the think question. I gets that. Um. I well, love the Potter's Voldemort. house Ooh. and James would come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that hurts too much. I mean, like, yeah, that's really, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people ship Sirius and Remus, but like, can I just say that Sirius and James should be a thing? I'm done with that. I mean, it has been. What would you call that? <laughs> I don't know. Sames. Sames. Jirius. Sirius. Oh my God. Sames. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll start. But like, I mean, what's stopping them from being a thruple? Uh, hold on, hold on. This would just fix everything. Remus and and Lily with Sirius and James. It's beautiful. (laughs) It's beautiful. It could be in a polyamorous relationship. I don't. It doesn't bother me. We'll start. What it's if too it was, good. What if it was Stagstar? Really is not a terrible couple. Get out of town. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Stagstar. <laughs> Coining it. You heard it here first. Stagstar. Wolf prongs. Wolf prongs. <laughs> <laughs> oh Meg, I'm on board what with you. What are we you. talking I mean, like, about? They could be the marauders. Take, take Pettigrew away and add Lily. And that's a great whatever that is. Polyamorous couple. Lily would murder them all. It's a couple. She would what them all? Murder them all. (laughs) You're getting on my nerves. Yeah, she would be sick of all those guys. I mean, but like, think she'd be like, go, go. Like, she could have her own time and she would tell them to like go off and frolic in the woods together, you know? I need a picture of that. What are we talking about? I need a picture of them frolicking. Wait, can you be both a werewolf and an animagus? 
I don't or is think that too much shifting? Probably. <laughs> I Can bet your you werewolf there's an excessive amount of shifting. Form? I don't know. That's a really good question. What if you were a werewolf, an animagus, and a metamorphagus? Whoa. (laughs) The trifecta. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Now, here's my question. If you are a metamorphagus and an animagus, can you, like, change? Like, if you turn into, like, (gasps) a dog, that's your form. A purple dog. But, like, can you also change, like... Say you're like you're normally like a black lab. Can you change into like a chocolate lab or like a Great Dane or like even a little yes? I don't know Pomeranian. Ted Cannon accepted. That's what I'm thinking, Teddy, for sure. That's amazing. Could you change while you are a werewolf? No, because I think 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 mentally you wouldn't be there enough. But if you're using Wolfsbane, right? If you're using Wolfsbane, maybe. Yeah. This just got (laughs) awesome. (laughs) But maybe the moon would just kind of override all of that and it wouldn't allow you to because like the moon... I feel like that's too strong. Yeah. The The moon. moon. You can't fight the moonlight. (laughs) I don't fight it. I live it. I live it. All right, next question. I don't even know if we really answered. (laughs) Are you laughing at Flossie Dicky? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I don't fight it. I don't fight it. I I love it. it. Uh, Oh, Flossie. uh, R.I.P. Um. Okay, Katie Kayaktel asks, "How did Nick know Sirius died?" My headcanon is that Dumbledore must have approached Nick and known mm. Harry might. Come I mean, to bad him. news travels fast. True. Yeah. Yeah. And Dumbledore. Hear everything. I could see Dumbledore doing that too. I'm sorry to have yawned. That's probably really annoying for some people. Apologize. Did everybody answer? Can we move on? Yeah. No, uh, we can never move on. Seriously. Brando. <laughs> Brando asked, "Would you become a ghost if you could?" Nope. I don't no. think so. I don't I think don't so. think so. Because the way that I see Nick, it's like, what it's, is it described it's as? It's like miserable. It's like, yeah. you're not really happy. You don't have any, it's an imitation of life. You don't have any of the yeah. pleasures of life. So like, if you can't taste food, you probably can't smell delicious things. You probably can't like properly feel things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I would just constantly be reminded of all the things that I'm missing out on. It'd be sad. And I think, like, in my own legitimate, like, life head canon is, like, you're at peace when you die. So um, I'd rather be at peace than, like, having to watch life flow by me while people are able to enjoy all those things and I can't. Can I be 100% honest about why Katie wouldn't want to be a ghost? Oh, 100%. Because she wouldn't be able... To eat the food that she sees. That'd be eternal torture. <laughs> but I think it'd be torture for everybody. Think it's about- especially torture for that snack queen. <laughs> <laughs> I love that title. Snack queen. I love it. Uh, wear it. Proud. All right. Are we, are we, I think that we are. Fan story time? At the fan story. But wait. But wait. Mm. Who won the house cup? 
Drum roll, Boo. please. It's already posted by Danny DeVito. It is Slytherin. We with have 320 I genuinely points. don't believe it. So, some sums up, man. You guys are uh, how Something wicked third this nothing. way comes. Yeah, a bunch of snakes. What's a pack of snakes called? Look at oh my god! What's a bunch of snakes mm, called? Because I said pack. A group. Of What's snakes. a bunch of snakes called? Google that. Called slithers. Snaps. <laughs> what? No. A group of snakes. A pit, a nest, nest or, or den. den, which makes sense. Oh yeah, it's a nest of snakes. A pit of snakes. I'm gonna call you. Pit of snakes. Doesn't someone in the Bible get thrown to a pit of snakes? Huh? Doesn't someone in the Bible get thrown into a pit of snakes? Indiana Maybe. Jones got thrown thrown into a pit of snakes. He doesn't like snakes. Of Indiana Jones. <laughs> I'm also that's going to be a you. whole thing. Is it the Bible or is it Indiana Jones? <laughs> Indiana Jones. <laughs> they have that on a hat now at Disney. It says snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Oh, I thought that you meant that they had. Is it? <laughs> The Bible or Indiana Jones. No. Excuse me. Jacob's firstborn son, Reuben, stopped the man as convinced his brothers to throw Joseph into a pit. Oh, it's going to be just a pit. But still, Joseph and his Technicolor coat. Dream coat. Whatever. Right. (laughs) Give me the fan story. All right. Yeah, let's let's move on. Help me with this name. Is it Jada or Jada? I think Jada. Okay. Is Jada. How, that's how I would say it. If I said yeah. it wrong, I truly apologize. So it's from Jada. Hey, girls, I'm Jada, and I'm 20 years old, and I'm here to tell you about my Potter story. Woo-hoo. First, my house is Hufflepuff. Yeah, yeah. My wand is Alderwood with a unicorn core, 11 inches, and slightly springy flexibility. And my Patronus is a swift, which is a type of bird, not Taylor. I added that part. I was born in the late 90s, so I didn't experience Harry Potter at its peak. It wasn't until 2007 when the movie of Order of the Phoenix came out that I realized its presence, but I wasn't interested. Flash forward to 2011 when I was 12, the movie series was ending, so I decided to check out the books. One day when me and my mom were shopping at Walmart, I saw the first book in the book section. I asked my mom if she could buy it for me, and she said no, but I sneakily put it in the cart anyway. (laughs) When my mom found out that she had accidentally bought the book, she wasn't mad. She downloaded all the audiobooks one day, and I was very grateful for that. And for that Christmas, I ended up getting all the movies on DVD. I decided to check out the Pottermore website at the time to find out which house I belonged in. The website back then was different than it is now. I believed you could play games and gather house points. I took the quiz, and I got placed in Ravenclaw. I was low-key confused because I didn't see myself as a Ravenclaw because I didn't think I was that smart, but I accepted it. I used to live in Pennsylvania, but I ended up moving to Trinidad, which is a country oh, in the cool. Caribbean. I had a hard time adjusting to a new culture. Well, actually warm. <laughs> Very warm. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it back to Paris Hilton. That's hot. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Nicole Richie. Yeah. I had a hard time a adjusting life. <laughs> to a new culture. I was often alone and didn't have any friends. I constantly read the Harry Potter books so I wouldn't feel alone. So much that I would pretend I was actually going to Hogwarts and friends with Hermione. And she puts embarrassing, but I don't think that's embarrassing at all. Girl, if you knew. Right? The pretend stories I played with myself as an only child. Going to that Hogwarts library and checking out all the books. I was thinking thinking of the sandwich factory. A a magnifying glass to scan the barcode. (laughs) 
Would they have barcodes at Hogwarts? I don't know. <laughs> Katie says hashtag only child problems. <laughs> Honest to God. Honest to God. Oh. When they revamped the Pottermore website, I decided to retake the quiz. I got Hufflepuff this time. At first, I was a little confused, but I truly felt like more of a Hufflepuff than a Ravenclaw. I discovered your po- podcast right when it started. I was searching for Harry Potter podcasts at the time and stumbled upon yours because I was very intrigued by the cover art. Yeah, thanks. I decided to reread the books with you guys and I've been enjoying myself. You girls really bring in the fun and depth to reading the series. I often laugh out loud at everything Sarah says and I absolutely <laughs> love Tiffany's laugh. Plus, I love it when you guys constantly reference pop culture stuff and Megan bringing up Taylor Swift any chance she gets because I'm also a T-Swift fan. So my joke was appropriate this time. Awesome. It was. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. I've been watching Megan and Katie's vlogs and I love both your personalities. I eventually moved back to America and I'm trying to gather all all the Harry Potter merch I can to decorate my room with. Thank you for always making me laugh and being the kind of friends I've always wanted. Aww. Aww. That's so sweet. I like like being friends with everyone. I like being like friends in your pocket. You know what I mean? Like on your phone. Just plug us in. We're there. Um, Plug us in. Plug us in. Plug us in. And truly like (laughs) our community is like the best. (laughs) 90s jingles, man. Um... And so many people have said that to us that, um, you know, they don't have friends that they can talk about Potter like this with. So they're kind of like live vicariously like through us. And then, you know, meeting people, other people who listen to the pod, Discord being a thing, the Facebook group being a thing. It's just, I don't know. It's great. It's great. And it's really cool and really humbling that us four have brought people um together like this like a lot of really solid friendships have been made from well, ours have broken down we hate each other now no from starting <laughs> from starting this podcast it's just it's really really cool yeah it's a perk i didn't know that i wanted or that i needed or that was even a possibility yeah right like yeah. like all our swishers are friends we like didn't realize we were missing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's really cool. Yeah. I just think about all the people that we've, air quote, met. Right. You know, some of them we have, some of them we haven't. Um, uh, one of those being in particular who I've been talking to a lot more recently, just about like mommyhood and stuff. Like, damn, I cannot wait to actually hug her in real life someday. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Yeah, me. for sure. Tim Tam. Tim Tam. But thank you, Jada, for sharing your story. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Let's see. And s- keep sending them. Honestly, I know yes. that we say that we have so many because we genuinely do and we get them all the time. But I love seeing them come in. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Like, please don't get discouraged if you haven't heard your name. There's just a lot to get through. And I mean, we're not. If you think about it, we haven't even read 200 Potter stories yet. Right. So, which is kind of crazy. crazy. It's crazy that there's been almost that many. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But it's crazy. Yeah. So hang in there. It's all cataloged. And send them right. to our email, preferably. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Swishflickcast at gmail.com. Gmail. Gmail, gmail. 
<laughs> nice. You ready for a knock knock joke? Yes. I've been right. ready the whole time. Okay. Knock knock. Who's there? Hermione. Hermione who? Hermione good at these jokes. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, I have a frog gosh. joke. I need that in my life so much. <laughs> what do you call a sad frog? Unhappy. Oh! <laughs> that's cute. Poor little frog. I also have a frog slash shoe joke. What type of shoe do frogs wear? Open toed sand. <laughs> I was like, not Crocs. That's a different animal. <laughs> That's a different animal. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Ooh. Where do frogs hang their coats? In the croak room. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh. What's a frog's favorite candy? <clears throat> Lollihops. Oh my god. Oh. Uh... Jokes, man. Jokes. Jokes. Megan. You want to tell some jokes? Make sure that you follow all of us on social media. You can follow myself and Katie on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Petrus Family. <laughs> Tiffany is on Twitter and Instagram at TiffSwish underscore flick. And Sarah is on Instagram. I'm bringing it back. It's been a while. Oh, ha 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 ha, Mally. With three <laughs> H's. You said four. Oh, I did. Dang <laughs> it. Oh, ha ha ha, <laughs> Mally. There you go. You said five. Oh, ha ha ha, Mally. That was right. Thank you. <laughs> ha, yeah. ha ha ha. Triple oh, ha. Mally. And ha, Hartford, Hamilton, <laughs> Hampshire, hurricanes hardly ever happen. I just watched that movie for, again the other day. That's my fair lady. The rain in Spain stays mainly in the plain. That just makes me think of Glee when they're jamming out to that song. Well, I'm yeah, talking about it's from they're trying my to get Fair Puck Lady, to study. which is based on oh. Pygmalion. Please, like <laughs> the rain stays mainly the plain. That movie is so long. How it's long like th- is it? Almost three hours. Like it's two hours and like fifty three minutes. I skipped through some of the. Four what was that movie we were gonna watch when your dad was here? Justice League. How long was it? It was like four Isn't hours that like, or something. I heard it's not that great. I was oh all about God. watching it, and then Meg said so- four hours, and I was like, what? <laughs> so I know what Plebe meant, but I looked it up just to like, you know, because I like to see what the internet says. And it says an ill-gotten term commonly misused by those not privy to the actual word. (laughs) For what word? And that made me laugh real hard. Did I use it incorrectly? No, you used it correctly, but the full word is plebeian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just funny because they say people misuse it because they don't know the actual word. I called you a plebe. (laughs) A plebe. It means that you're like, it's demeaning somebody from like a social or intellectual, like, point like you're dumb <laughs> because i said because you're saying oh it was on glee and i said oh well it's actually from pygmalion. my fair lady which is based on pygmalion and then i was like jokingly called you a plebe <laughs> because that's what i was gonna say something i shouldn't it's not appropriate <laughs> love when they're silent 
I just like the word plebe. (laughs) Makes me think of dweeb. Yeah. I just like missed the part with the laughing because I didn't know what you said. Yeah. Sorry. She she was like, we were were really just laughing at me saying it that way. Because it was like a good, it was good. Solid, like, how it, how it was said yeah chuckled immediately it was great yeah. you could yeah. go back and Good listen delivery. to it it's all recorded <laughs> <laughs> perfect oh uh, what have i been doing since last night <laughs> anything new yeah because we're recording two nights in a row i actually did start something new so i am almost done with that Gettysburg book. I have like under three hours to go. So I'll finish that tomorrow. And then I'm going to start listening to Mist and Fury. I think, I think, yes. <laughs> a Court of Mist and Fury. A Court of Fury. Mist and Fury. Let me look at them on my thing here. Yeah, a Court of Mist and Fury. So I have two hours and 17 minutes left on the Gettysburg book. It's called Gettysburg, The Last Invasion. Very good book. I would recommend it to anybody interested in learning about that because it's cool the way that um, the author did it, that they went through like obviously the three days of the battle, but then every time like a general was introduced, they would go back into the history of that person and tell you a little bit about General Kenobi. <laughs> would you die if there was a general named that in real life? Yes, I would. So I'm gonna start I just drop dead. Court of Mist and Fury, probably tomorrow. Make Sasa happy. And then I started reading um a book that I bought a little while ago. I started the the Snape book, Snape a Definitive Reading by Lori Kim. And so far I have thought about things in a different way like by no means has the this author excused snape in any kind of way for anything especially like all the bullying that happens in sorcerer's stone which is where i'm at um but like just made me think about like what snape is thinking as he's doing these things like i just thought about like different things differently which is pretty cool it's like you get, just have someone else's perspective. I yeah, haven't read either this nor the Dumbledore book yet. Because we're in our heads um, all the time about like how we perceive things, and it's and it's just cool to like and toss ideas around with somebody else, or even read an yeah. author's thoughts. And I think that some people like also get hung up with like, yeah, he did a lot of not great things, but like even just learning about villains, you know, just like their backstory and whatever. And I, I think that there's a lot of people like that's why people like to listen to those like crime podcasts or like I yeah. watch YouTube videos on them Just yeah interesting to see what led to this person making these choices mm-hmm. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely so it, it, it's so far it seems to me to be laid out like the dumbledore book so it's called like severus snape and the sorcerer's stone similar to how like dumbledore's was laid out by book um what if i wrote yeah. one of these about remus i oh, i i i want somebody to write a voldemort one like you that's... do it. You do Voldemort and Katie and I'll do Remus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Go, right? Yeah. I've been playing Pokemon Snap. I've been playing it on my Switch Lite. So I didn't want to do the whole like sharing data thing because I just didn't feel like it. So I have like one going on my light and then one going on my uh, console. That's awesome. Yeah. I thought that was them. 
I and I was too. like, is my hair- headphones not plugged in? I literally <laughs> went to check. My neighbors came home. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy, <laughs> neighbor. Yeah. I only have 11 school days left, and that's including the Wednesdays that I have um, asynchronous. So that's pretty boss. And we started planning our little field day. I don't know if I talked about any of this last night. I maybe did, but I can't remember. And it's been a week since you've heard me talk, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Unless this is in the future and people are binging and they just listen to it. Well, maybe. In that case, hello again. (laughs) Hello. But I bought May a gift today because I couldn't help myself. She didn't buy me anything. It was from the children's section, by the way. Which hey, I'm sure I you probably put do together. not care. It's like a little <laughs> scrunchy set, and one of them's um like blue with like aerial space all over it. One's like sequin red, and then the other one's my favorite. It's like her mermaid tail print with like a purple like bow, and then it has the ding a dingle hopper, dingle dingle hopper, which is a fork in it, and it's so cute. And they're little scrunchies, and it's for your birthday. I'm gonna wear it at Disney. Yum. I think you should. I will. So yeah, that's me. I'm momming. I'm wifing. <sighs> sounded like you were saying I'm wiping. I watched the next episode of The Handmaid's Tale today. Are you scarred for life? No, this was a good one. It was a very, oh, it was very good. It was very good. I'm not going to ruin anything, but. I enjoyed it. I'm very much looking forward to next week's major cliffhanger. Huge. <laughs> so well, you just started the season, so hopefully yeah. something will get resolved. <laughs> oh, it will. Um. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, I am enjoying that. Um. And what else did I do? That's pretty much it, really. Still reading Addie LaRue. It's only been a day, guys. It hasn't been a do whole week. Like I will mm-hmm. finish it. It's just been a day. No, I do like it. I've been having a really hard time, like, focusing on reading. Like, it doesn't matter what I'm reading. I've just been having yeah. a really hard time focusing on reading. And I go through phases. I understand um, that. Yeah, I go so. through phases, too, especially when I'm, like, like a physical book, like, I go from like wanting to do that to wanting to like play video games. Well, yeah. What's what's today? The thirteenth. I think by like mm-hmm. this time last month, I had read like five books, and I only read two this month. So, yeah, I too go through phases because like I already hit my goal, and like I'm more chill about it. Also, that last my last book in April kind of threw me for a loop, and I needed some time to process my thoughts <laughs> and feelings and. <laughs> What is air, you know? Hmm. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got. I uh, got a haircut. Oh, yeah. Actually, quite a few of them cut. Me too. Like, and... <laughs> like you went somewhere, or you did it to each other? We did it to each other. Yeah, Meg is my hairstylist. Nice. Um, played some Snap course i gotta say i've gotten pretty good at it since starting it starting cutting her hair at the beginning of quarantine yeah you do awesome like a year of cutting katie's hair (laughs) yeah you do awesome which one you know great bonding experience two saves us some money 
she has full trust in me. She let me go for it on the top part too. And I was like, are you sure? I genuinely don't know what I'm doing, but I'll try. And she's okay. like, yeah. First of all, that was not how she approached that situation with me when she cut my hair. She did not say, I don't know what I'm doing. But you knew. <laughs> you knew. Uh, I had one other thing I was going to say, and now I can't remember. I'm sorry. I feel like I cut Can you I off. Can I ask what well, you're okay. using to cut your hair with? A Clippers. Yeah, like and a, then like plug in, and then clippers. we bought plug like it in, plug it in. <laughs> those clippers came with scissors that are like really bad. So we just bought like a separate bought, like, like trimming set. It's not like they're like wonderful, but it's not like but bottom the you're line. not like you're not cutting your hair with like kitchen scissors. Is basically no. what I'm asking you. <laughs> they're okay. literally no. hair scissors. <laughs> yeah, and if I remember what I was gonna say, I will. I will say it. But Sarah, you may continue on. Um, I've done nothing <laughs> in the past 24 hours. I'm, I started the Era of Fire, which is book three of Throne of Glass. Um, I'm only 10 chapters in. I'm finding like them hard to start, um, but I like it. Yeah. Everyone says this one. Well, someone did message me. They're like, I started reading it. I couldn't really get into it. Um, they might try to pick it up again, but like most everyone I else I talked to said that they um they like these like these the last like the first two are kind of like okay and like the rest are better um but I'm actually I'm going to shout out this shop because it's like you know I gotta do something different um I bought these earrings the other day and it's from a shop called while Odin sleeps um and they're all like handmade and they do um I have to like look to see like what the exact materials are but they do really cute. Um, they have earrings. They have like one. Um, I'm spelling it wrong. They have earrings. They have some necklaces. Today? Huh? Is that what you shared today on your Instagram No, stories? that's that's oh. Virgo Witch, which oh. is another shop. <laughs> she, uh, well, sorry, their pronouns are they. They um, they're an artist that's like based out in in. Um, the UK and they do a lot. They actually do a lot of Raylo art, um, Germany art, um, like a court of thorns and roses stuff. I just bought one of their prints and I've never done that before. Like where I bought someone's prints like offline, but like I've bought a lot of their, they make jewelry. Um, I bought a couple of like, you know, that um, earring I bought that was like the Star Wars one with like the kyber crystals. Yeah, that's there. That's from their. Um, OK, their Etsy. And that's Virgo, Witch. and then while Odin sleeps, I bought some earrings from that shop um, and they do like metal earrings. And then I think it's like resin or like acrylic or something. Um, but they're like really cool. Like I got. <laughs> I like them. They're a little bit different. I got a pair of earrings that are hand earrings. I'll send it in the chat. Um, I bought these and they were like way better in person than I, I ever expected. Um, they're so cute. They're so light. They're perfect. And then I had my eyes on like some other earrings and they were having a sale the other day. So I was like, yes, I will buy more earrings that I don't need, but are so <laughs> cute. Um, so I got ones that are that have like a sun on one and like a moon on the other. Um, they're more like kind of like 
I don't know if like I would call them like witchy vibes or not, but like I just they're really they're cute. Yeah. Um like you should go to Salem so you can wear those and feel like super witchy. <laughs> I just am like trying to like I just really want to like I like supporting like small shops and I like I love the little hand earrings I got from them. Um these are the ones these are the other ones I got. And um I bought ones that are like have like eyes on them they're just they're just really cute so it's not it's not for everyone um but if you're into that kind of stuff i very much while odin sleeps is that and then they um other shop i was just talking about that is virgo witch on inst or uh, well they do have an instagram and they also have an etsy shop um but i've bought like several pieces from them because i'm obsessed um and i bought bridget a necklace i have like a couple of necklaces from them and a couple of pairs of earrings. Like I, I like can't go on my like I can't go on their Etsy because I will buy things. Mm-hmm. But they also have like pins. They have um, stickers. They have what else do they have? Um, great artwork. So they have like a, um, a Lithian art. Maybe is like their art Instagram page, and then they have Virgo, which is their shop one. They're about to do another drop, but it's like going to be tomorrow. So by the time this comes out last week, you're going to buy more. I I might get those earrings that I posted because they're really cute. Yeah. But like there's another shop that I follow that's also doing a drop of like mental health, like merch. And they do. Um, she does like shirts and um, like mugs and and like uh, poster boards. So there's some cute stuff on that. But I'm like, I literally don't need anything. So I have some of her stuff already that I'm like, I probably don't need to, but I might just still buy it. So who knows? So don't, don't send. Oh, you know what I actually want people to do? If you have a good book about Audrey Hepburn, send it to me because I want to read a book about her. That's all I ask. And that's all I've been doing. So I've been talking for 80 years. What? Audrey Hepburn, you said? Yeah. I want to find like a good like biography or autobiography on her. Um, There's a lot. I feel like there was a doc about her on netflix or hbo max i think netflix has one yeah i think i remember seeing that on netflix yeah uh everybody knows i mean i've never even talked about the the docs that i've watched recently so i've watched um sons of sam i watched so i want american me um the woman I f- watch on YouTube, who is Bailey Sarian, she does murder mystery makeup, did an episode on him. On him, yeah. And I watched it. Bur- and so I yeah. want to. Um, I want. I want to watch that. So okay, so, uh, I've watched a few episodes of The Innocent Files. I've watched a, a few on Nobody Speak. Crazy! It's the trials of the free press. I've watched a lot of uh, Dirty Money. I've I started this is a robbery but I couldn't really get into it. Um I watched um Crime Scene The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. And I started game, The Game Changers which is like a fitness one which Megan I think <clears throat> that you would probably enjoy. Oh, nope, I hit play. There we go. No sound. Okay. <laughs> Um, so I've been, been, been going through those and I just like, if you ever have a documentary that you enjoy, send it to me on either Twitter or Instagram or even, um, 
you know, if you want to like message uh, Swish and Flick on Facebook, you can do that. But it's best to get to me through like my my personal uh, pages. But yeah, if you've got, I, I'm I'm open to a, a variety of documentaries. I just have a, a vast interest, so send them my way. I remembered what I was going to say. I have a new favorite Starbucks drink. (laughs) Important stuff. Is it that thing? Is it that new one? No. Oh, I was going to say, that looks like just sugar in a cup. It is just sugar. No, I just found a new... They have a new frap. Oh, I I can't drink fraps. You would hate it. I... I, What is it called? Strawberry strawberry funnel funnel cake. cake. Funnel cake, yeah. I know, right? I'd rather just eat a funnel cake with strawberries. Great. Mm-hmm. No, I just or found a new syrup that I like. I really just like the toffee nut. I like a toffee nut latte. It's very mm. good. And then, while I was thinking about that that I forgot that I wanted to say, I also don't know if we shouted out that we did a crossover episode with D&D&D, who is also a Spotify-exclusive podcast. Um, so normally yes. they do, like, Dungeons and & Dragons and dinner. is it dinner? So they're like all get they used mm-hmm. to pre or yeah pre COVID they would all get together play D and D but it would all be like around some sort of food dish, um, but and they've still continued just virtually but they also started something called comfort foods, and we were on an episode where we literally just talked about how food brings people together. Um, we talked for like a really long time and it was really fun. So I highly suggest checking that out because it was just like a really good time. Yeah. Yeah, we had a <laughs> James is really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah. His voice is one of those easy listening voices. Like he's just got a great yeah. voice for podcasting. And just a super nice guy. We got to talk about pot roast and yeah, who doesn't we had love a that. Great conversation <laughs> about food. Uh, and mac um, and cheese. And we talked and for a long cheese. time. Like a long time. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely go uh check him out on social media. Go listen to his podcast. Yeah. And yeah, so cool. It's I'd literally like to learn how to play D and D. D N D N D. Yep. D and D and D. D and D. Perfect. Okay. Are we finally we done? This be for Dungeons and Dragons. I was gonna have it be yeah. for like frogs and something. Food and frogs. <laughs> like frogs. Frogs and butts. There you go. Food and frogs. for food and Katie. <laughs> Frogs and for patooties. <laughs> for tushes and toads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a- uh, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just in my voice! <laughs> everything's like 100% cotton yeah we really do have to 100% hang up, <laughs> like how, how about 100% pre-shrunk cotton sweet you have chicken nuggets and wine you're living your best life I'm a little jelly <laughs> butts are natural butts are natural <laughs> 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 butts are natural you know what's not natural made her living in a junkyard that's not natural so sad yeah